Well, I hope that you are ready for Christmas. Uh, if you're not ready, it is a little bit late. Um, I wonder whether you are a list-making household or not. If you're a list-making household, can you just point to the person in your house who makes the lists? Yeah, if you're not the list-maker, then you know who the person is who makes the lists because uh, you are on the receiving end of the lists uh, with maybe a little list of things that need to be done. Some of you will be, you know, will be twitchy already because it's got to 11 o'clock and you're thinking, but I'm on a schedule to get that turkey absolutely properly cooked and roasted. And if Mark has not released us by uh, 11.32, then I will start to panic. Don't worry, it's going to be all right. Maybe you've got a little list of things that needed doing around the house, things that you needed to buy, gifts that you wanted, and I hope that you've got them all ticked off. I wonder if God had a list, what might be on God's list? I've got a feeling that God's list would not quite be the same as our list. Let's have a little look at God's list and just see the kind of things that were on it for Christmas. Task one, ask the Virgin Mary to have a baby. Check. Uh, list two, uh, checklist two, give Joseph a dream so that he doesn't bottle it and run away. Check. Arrange, for, I, I don't know how he did this, arrange for censors so that Mary and Joseph are in the right place at the right time. Check. Visit shepherd, uh, shepherds, that's not right, shepherds on a hillside. Scare them witless and then tell them not to be afraid. Check. <laughs> Shift the star in a cosmic reordering of things so that the wise men have something to follow. Check. Pre-plan everything by a few hundred years so that all the prophecies written in the Old Testament are fulfilled bang on time. Check. All of these things are important. All of these things are part of the story. But I wonder whether they're really important. You see, Mary in this reading treasured and pondered things in her heart. We have this little game that we play. I'm sure you have little games that you play in, in your house. One of them is, uh, this is with my side of the family. Um, I don't know why we don't play it with your side of the family. Maybe we should start. Um, uh, is what would you do if you won the lottery? Now, given that most of us don't play the lottery, except for my sister's birthday and for my birthday, we buy each other a lottery ticket. We, so far, we've won about £40 over the many, many years that we've been doing this. Uh, a, a great loss, quite frankly. A little moral to anyone who wants to play it. Um, but the, the, the conversation goes, well, how much would we need to win in order to you know, make a difference? Because by the time you bought everyone in the, ha in the family a house, you know, because they're going to expect that, aren't they? Uh, you know, and, and maybe a car, you know, and, and gone on a nice holiday. You know, you're not going to have much change from a couple of million, are you? So if you're going to win the lottery, there's no point winning a million. I mean, you've got to go big. Um, I wonder how much you'd need to win in order for it to be truly life-changing. I... Um, I had a sabbatical a number of years ago and I had everything planned 
And the very last thing that I was going to do as I was going to go out of the country and uh, I had this little trip to Spain planned with Meg. And about four days before I, uh, I did the statutory passport check uh, and found that it was about two years out of date. So there was then that, you know, visit to Newport and you go around early in the morning and, and you fill in the forms and, and you hope that by the end of the day that they've got a passport for you so that you can leave the country and go on this incredibly carefully planned trip. If you forget the most important things, it can throw everything else out. If you don't notice those important things, you can miss out on some of the most significant things. So let me highlight for you just a couple of things as part of the Christmas story. You see, Christmas is God's gift to us. Not only was he born to us, as Isaiah puts it, and Luke puts it, that, that, to the shepherds, that this, is, this child is born to you. But in Isaiah, he's born unto us, this gift for us. This is personal. But more than that, he's come so that we can have life in all its fullness. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the resurrection and the life. I am the bread of life. But his life didn't end in a manger. It ended on a cross. And he gave his life once and for all so that you and I could be fully alive. And he gave his life on a cross because the world is a mess and there are things in it that we don't understand and that don't make sense. The lost of loved ones. The places where there is injustice. The places where there is injustice. Where there are people who are oppressed and persecuted. He died for all of those things. For those places of pain. So let me give you just four things. Four things about this wonderful gift from God. The first is the gift of eternal life. Folks, if you've come here this morning and you've been dragged along by your mum uh, or your grandma, firstly, I'm delighted that you're here. Well, no, but there's no better place that you could be on Christmas Day. But frankly, if <coughs> pardon me tail end of this bug is horrible but I'm nearly there um, if, you, if you go away from here without me having told you that the greatest gift available to you is eternal life and you can find it in Jesus then I would not be doing my job so I pray whether you're here willingly or whether you've been dragged by a parent that you would know this morning That this world is not it. That God has got eternal life for you. And that life is not just for for the future, but it is for now. The second gift is the gift of being part of a family. Thank you. And there's only four of these, don't worry. Uh, The second gift is being part of a family. When you choose to follow Jesus, what happens is he includes you in his family. He makes you an heir to 
all the things that he's got stored up in heaven for you. And you get to be part of his royal family, sons and daughters of the living God. The third one is that he gives you purpose. You know, I don't know what you voted in the election, whether it was red or blue or orange or purple or whatever else you could have voted. And you know what? It doesn't matter now. What matters is that you and I have been charged with making the world different. (coughs) We've been given a purpose. And the last one is the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I pray for each one of us that we would be filled afresh with his Holy Spirit this year. And that is what I'm going to pray now. Are we singing next? Great. So will you stand with me? I'm going to pray. Just look around you a moment. Jesus died on the cross for the people that you're sitting beside and in front of. He loves them. And he loves you. And he wants to fill you afresh this morning with his life. Before you fill your bellies, before you unwrap all of the presents, he wants to fill you with his life. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are the gift of God the Father and God the Son. And we pray, I pray that you would come and fill each one of us. If we've been following for years, come and top us up to overflowing. If we don't yet know you, come and rest upon us now. That we would know that you are here and that you love us. In Jesus' name, Amen.